Hello and welcome to the intro of Untangling the Truth, the brand new podcast that rambles about meaningful aspects of life such as productivity, self-development and wellness. The main focus is to uncover the uncharted feelings we cope along with in our life's journeys. My name is Gonzalo and in each episode I'll talk about tips, news and my personal thoughts towards what's truly important to find happiness and fulfillment at work and in life. I hope you join me in this new path. Don't rush life, and bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untangling the Truth. My name is Gonzalo, and as you know, I love to share stories with you. Today is 10th of February, and it's been five days since I have 18 now. It's been quite interesting to have the legal age to do a lot of stuff because um, I've been thinking about it, about voting, about all the stuff that has um, a people, um, sorry, all the stuff that I, I will do in the future. I don't know what I'm going to do about them. I don't know how, to, how, how I'm going to deal with the situation that I now have 18 years old, but by now I've been doing well. I've been reading a lot. I've been watching Netflix, and I've found an article that I'm gonna read today, and it's about how you should talk about yourself in order to be someone persuasive and important. Anyway, that's all. Let's go into it. If you want to make a sale. You're going to have to spend some time talking about yourself. For people, talking about themselves is easy. For others, it feels next to impossible. But explaining what you do and how you can help someone just met isn't supposed to be simple. And even if it feels natural to do, that doesn't mean you're doing it well. So you're talking with a potential client. You've gotten to know a little about them and their business. You are getting a feel for what your problem is. Now it's time to talk about you. What do you say? Three ways go wrong when talking about themselves. I've seen a lot of conversations go totally wrong when people start talking about themselves. Over time, I've noticed three major travel spots that people fall into. 1. Spending too much time talking about yourself. You get nervous or self-conscious or maybe both and spend way too much talking about yourself and your business. The person you're talking to becomes overwhelmed, confused or just bored. 2. Being muddled or confusing about what you offer. A side effect of talking too much. You end up rumbling and fail to be specific about what you actually can and can't offer your prospective client. And three, failing to show personality or passion. In other words, you're just kind of dull. You fail to show any excitement or interest in what you're doing. The person you're talking to feels passionate about what they're doing, but you're unable to meet them on that level. Do you see yourself in any of those categories? I know I've fallen into one or two of them before. Here's what I've done and what I've watched others do to stay on track. The three antidotes to overwhelming, confusing, or boring the people you're talking to. One is to focus on the problem. 
If you tend to spend too much time talking about yourself, you're probably not really focusing on other people or their problem. Knowing how to determine whether or not you can solve someone's problem will naturally direct and constrain what you say about yourself. I talk much more about this in my How to Get to Heart of the Problem blog. 2. Keep it snappy. The fewer words you use, the clearer you'll need to be to get your point across. Practice explaining what you do in just a couple of sentences. For example, here's something I might say. I'm MI Award winning director and designer. We work with Fortune 500 companies and Madison Avenue agencies, but we are also expanding our business to work with clients just like you. Establish myself quickly and consciously. Within two sentences, you know my credentials, what I do, who I work with, and that I may be able to solve your problem. No rumbling, nothing confusing, just quick, clear, and concise. Share your passion. Show that you love what you do. Show a point of view, your agency's culture, or a personality. Let the other person know who you are. As a person, as a business, there's no need to go over the top, but you want to show that you're excited about your work, and by extension, you could be excited about what they do too. It's not always easy, but with practice, it's absolutely can perfect how you talk about yourself on your way to asking for the sale. And this is the first article that I found. I think it's quite interesting to see how we, we usually talk about ourselves in front of other people. I've been in that position many times because, you know, I'm an introvert person and I usually have this kind of problem of um, overthinking the same thing again and again. So I've come to the conclusion that I may be not that good talking about myself in front of the other people. And that's because, um, as the article says, I spend way too much time talking about things that people doesn't need to hear. Or maybe because I'm, I don't know what to say, and I end up talking about something that happened to me yesterday. And it has no sense. So, for now, we should focus on what our abilities and what are our skills on which we have to focus on. Because if we have uh, the chance to meet someone new, a new client or something in our lives, you may have to talk about yourself for a little time. And that time you're going to be conscious and you have to be careful with the words you use because maybe you get bored or the other person just goes. The other article I found is also quite inspiring because actually it keeps you thinking about how your brain can function and how to control it. But now I'm going to talk about how extremism beats moderation. Okay, sorry, it's and having some technical problems. Anyway, but let's go back again. Extremism beats moderation. I've tried to learn a new language half a dozen times. I started daily practice in Duolingo, buy a textbook online, listen to podcasts, and watch TV only in my Italian language. A few weeks later, I haven't kept up with my routine and haven't learned nothing. What gives? 
Conversely, the one time that I became fluent in a foreign language was when I studied abroad for a semester in Argentina. For the first few weeks, I was constantly frustrated. I was speaking all in Spanish in both my classes and my homestay, so I wasn't able to express the complexity of my thoughts. I felt like my brain was melting. Each day I was exhausted from the cognitive load. But a month in, something clicked. While I was still nowhere near the level of a native speaker, I found that I could communicate at a high level and succeed in college classes taught in Spanish. True learning took immersion, throwing myself into the deep end of the pool and finding out if I would sink or swim. Moderation is overrated. This concept extends beyond language learning to many, perhaps all, areas of life. Paradoxically, when trying to establish a new habit, I found that success comes when I am extreme, as opposed to moderate. Why might this be? Firstly, it decreases cognitive load. It's hard to cut back on drinking. What does that mean? Is another beer tonight acceptable if you don't have any drinks tomorrow? You end up having to think hard about each and every situation of your life. It's more easier to have just one rule. I don't think. Why aren't you drinking tonight? I don't drink. Is another beer acceptable? No, I don't drink. By establishing a rule up front, you remove all the grey areas and challenges that you're likely to encounter as to try to build a new habit. Or say that you're trying to exercise more, you're saying enough for the gym and trying to get fit through the schedule instead of going to cut it. There are only 24 hours in a day, so you'll need to remove something from your life to make time to train. You need to reschedule your workouts, making them um, committed to your time. Then you're on autopilot, you don't need to think about training. Secondly, with extremism comes stakes. Being extreme necessarily means taking a public stance that you'll do something and creates a real cost to not succeeding. If you're building your startup or nights and weekends, you're not going to have much time to spend with your friends. You'll be far more motivated knowing all, all of the fun that you're missing out on. Contrast this with the entrepreneur who goes out with their friends and talks about starting a business, sorry for the car, but never has the time to actually pull it in the work. Oh my gosh, the car! Sorry, sorry again. In the previous example regarding exercise, you might have a friend meet you at the gym to train with you. This external accountability creates the higher stakes necessary for success. It's harder to let down a friend than it's to cheat yourself. And thirdly, the high level of intensity creates an activation energy that leads to habit formation. Activation energy is the minimum amount of energy required to start a chemical reaction. Interestingly, a lesser amount of energy is required to maintain the reaction. This concept extends to habit formation in our daily lives. So, in other words, it's hard to get going, but things become much easier once its maintenance is done. Putting it together. I recently signed up to a participant marathon. This presented a small problem since I haven't run more than two miles since I was in high school. As purely mentioned, I have ideal physique for Lucha Libra. So I had a coach to give me a training regimen. This decreases the cognitive load. All I have to do is show up. 
and do the workouts. There are also stakes present. I need to log my sleep, diet, and training for my coach. Knowing that other person's eyes will be these numbers causes me to make better decisions when it comes to my health. And because I signed up for the marathon in a group, I know that I will be letting other people down if I'm not able to compete. Ultimately, all of this gives me the activation energy required to establish a positive habit. I'm spiraling upwards because I'm paying for coaching. I want to make the most of my money and train hard. To train hard, I need to be fresh for, for workouts. To be fresh for workouts, I need to clean up my diet and sleep high in. One final consideration, outlier results come from outlier behavior. It's impossible to do it all. Being extreme is part of the cause of greatness. Building a successful company requires a rare intensity and worth ethic. At TRM Labs, our co-founders are manically confused on building a best-in-class product and company. I saw the same thing when I was working at DoorDash. The CEO said that the culture of working long hours, obsessing over the small detail necessary to build the best customer experience and hoping employees to an incredible high standard. Similarly, pushing the bounds of static performance necessitates outlier behavior. One of my best friends is training with the USA national bobsled team. He's perhaps the most natural athletic person I've ever met. He also has a degree in computer science and could be working for a fan company. But in order to pursue the Olympic dream, he put his career on hold. He's away from his fancy for most of the year, living in a dirt room in a lack placid and training. The societal default is mediocrity. To break away from mediocrity, you have to be extreme to do what others refuse to do. If you are not willing to be extreme in the pursuit of excellence, that's completely fine. Often the sacrifices aren't worth it. But don't delude yourself into thinking you can have a two sigma outcome without two sigma behavior. And that had to be normal for today. I'm very sorry because um, I don't have the perfect gear to make an audio look better and actually sound better. Um, you may have sometimes the problem to hear cars on um, all sounds, all kind of sounds in the background. So yeah, sorry for that. I hope you liked both articles and I hope to see you next time. Bye bye. This is the end of the episode. I hope you like it as I did. And hey, don't forget to share with the people around you. The podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, and many other platforms such as Apple Podcasts and GoodPods. So if you have any friend on Apple or Windows, it doesn't matter, please tell them to give it a look. I mean, why not?